0: To do something, audience participation time. You guys all right? Hey, I want you, if you've got one of these, will you pull it out? Yeah. The UFC fighter has suffered a gruesome injury. That's what's on my phone right now. But anyway, hey, pull your phone out if you would, please. And I want you to go to whatever platform that you follow someone on. If you're an Instagram, I want you to pull up a platform in which you follow someone. TikTok. You know, for those of you that are TikTokers, uh, for those of you that are on Facebook, I want you to pull up one of those platforms, and I want you just to look at the people you follow. Can you do it? Go ahead. It's okay. You pull your phone out and you do it. Don't order pizza or anything for delivery in this moment, but, but just, I want you to look and see who you follow. And am I, am I quite, maybe you're on Tinder. I don't know. Farmers only. Who, who are you following? And you know you laugh, but it's true. Hey, who are you following? And, and why do you follow that person or persons? You ever thought about that? Why do I like and why am I subscribed? Why am I a follower to, to so-and-so? Look what's on my phone right there. Hey, cameraman, can you zoom in right there? Look at that. Wow. That's the very own Isai Guerra. Gera, Isai Guerra. Wouldn't you like to be at just a, a Gera family dinner when they are all together and they just like, break out in 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 song and dance. Wouldn't that be a party? Maybe we could invite ourselves. It says there you're invited. Anyway, have you ever thought about who you follow? Why do you follow that person? You ever thought about that? Well, it's because I I I like some of the things they say. We heart it. Or or I like the way they dress or hey, they stand for some sort of issue that I support and I'm for right or you know what ooh I just you know there you know somebody told me I should follow them have you ever considered who you're following why what, what, what made you latch onto that individual and like them or subscribe to their feed and whatever they say who do you follow you know we're all going to follow something we're all gonna follow someone. Every one of us listening here today, are, we're, we're on platforms and we're, we're following something or, or, or someone. But have we ever stopped to consider what is involved in that? Today, as we continue in this series, if we are looking at some statements that Jesus made when he said, you are my disciple, If. When Jesus started his earthly ministry here, we know that he was around the age of 30 and and for three years of his life, he was a part of his Father in Heaven's work. And we know that initially when Jesus started ministering to people, one of his taglines and one of his inviting type of statements were these words, come and see, come and see. You need to come and see the leper that's been healed. Or you need to come and see the woman at the well would say, you need to come and see this man that, that, that knew my story, right? Uh, we know that that was a very popular phrase. Hey, you need to come and listen to his teachings. And people would sit and listen. His message was so radical and so different than the other rabbis of his time. But it was come and see. And that's flattering, is it not? I got to be honest with you, it's flattering for a pastor, it's flattering for any of you guys. Don't you love to have people that follow you and, and you love that? We, we, we love that. But Jesus' intention was never just to gather a crowd of people. Jesus' intention was always to make followers or disciples, right? And so as Jesus began to progress through his ministry, that message of come and see shifted and it shifted big time. And it shifted to a, to, to a phrase that, that wasn't necessarily, well, it wasn't exciting and it wasn't necessarily enticing to everyone. This would probably not be a great slogan necessarily for, for your business or for a church to put on the marquee out front as people driving by. You see, Jesus's message of come and see shifted to come and die. Now, some of you feel like that when you come onto this campus. Oh, I'm just, I slow gas, right? We feel that sometimes. But Jesus began to to turn up the heat a little bit on what it meant to truly follow him. Jesus is is thrilled that people would come and see and listen to his teachings and see miracles, but there is so much more to it than that. Jesus was interested in developing people that would be willing to, at whatever cost, lay aside everything in order to follow him. Yeah. Now I know for some of you saying, bro, that's, that's not a really lifting thought today, is it? Just hang in there with me. I promise we will get somewhere encouraging, right? But I want you to, I gotta be gut honest with you today. And when it comes to following Jesus, you need to understand something. It's not always easy. And there is a tremendous cost when it comes to following Jesus. There's a cost to it. If if, if it were so easy, everybody would be doing it, right? To be honest with you, if everybody were doing it, man, we would see so many different things happening in our world today that would be pleasing the Father in heaven too, would we not? There is a cost to following Jesus, And I just want to be honest, but I want you to know, if you'll hang in there till the end of the story, I'm telling you, it's worth it. It is worth it. Today, the if statement that we're going to look at is in Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. Matthew is the first book in what we know as the New Testament. It's the first of four books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that we that we know make up what they call the Gospels. When you read the books of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John, you're going to read basically about the birth of Jesus and what his life, his ministry life here on earth was all about, okay? If you want to know what Jesus was like, pick up the Bible and start in John. I like that. I like that. Just read the book of John. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, Jesus says these words. I'm going to read from the New International Version first today. It says this, Jesus said to his disciples that whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Jesus says, if you're gonna be my disciple, you've got to deny yourself. Hey, listen, this, this idea of deny, to deny yourself means that you, you lay aside some of your desires, wants, and wishes. It's not about you. You, You've got to be willing to to sacrifice some things. This idea of denying yourself was nothing new to the Jewish or the Greek listeners of his day and time. There was nothing new in those teachings. They understood denying self. They understood laying aside some personal wants and dreams and aspirations, right? I mean, uh, they they participated in things like fasting. Have you ever fasted? Like for more than like seven minutes, okay? That's a struggle, I know, for some of us, right? But even in that practice, that discipline of fasting, it's laying aside something, right? To Why would they fast? Well, it's so that they could spend more time with the Father and grow in their holiness towards Him and, and becoming more of who He wants their dependence upon. Even in this, this idea of Sabbath or Shabbat, there's this idea where they lay aside some things for a 24-hour period, Right? And they sacrifice some things. They don't do certain things that maybe they would want to do, right? But they do those things in their pursuit of truly following after God. So, this idea of denying self was nothing really difficult for them. What about, what would that be for us today? Well, what, you know, when, when I believe that when we truly follow Jesus, it may require some of us to consider, hey, what are some things in my life that might be hindering or getting in the way of me truly, wholeheartedly, completely, 100% going after this rabbi Jesus? What would be that? Maybe it's some pleasures that we have in life. We like our pleasures, do we not? Maybe for some of us, it's, it's, it's some people in our lives and some people around us. Maybe it's, a, it's some sort of, of, of selfish ambition or a, 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 a pursuit of some sort. Nothing wrong with pleasures, nothing wrong with pursuits, nothing wrong with people. But Jesus here in Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 is saying, hey, if you're going to follow me, it might require that you be willing to deny some of those things in your life. Are we okay so far? This idea of denying and sacrificing and getting, that was not a big deal. But when Jesus continues in 1624 here, not only denying yourself, he says, but you've got to be willing to take up your cross if you're going to follow me. Now, when they see that word cross, that, that, that goes a little bit deeper in their culture because they understand and they know what the cross is all about. The cross was the most cruel, inhumane form of execution in their day and their time. When, when you think of the cross, it wasn't some, some great symbol. I, I, I'm wearing a cross around my neck today. Hey, you probably would not have found them getting a, a cross tattoo or anything. It was not something to, I mean, a cross was, was cruelty. It was, it was humiliation. It was a tremendous, it meant death. Are you beginning to pick up where Jesus is going here? He's saying, listen, it's not enough just to deny some things that maybe you have on your agenda, those plans and dreams that your mom and dad had for you. But listen, I want you to know that sometimes when you follow me, it might even mean persecution. In fact, some of these people listening in 1624, Matthew would even lose their very life in their pursuit of Jesus, would they not? And that's the imagery that Jesus is saying here. It's denying yourself, and it's being willing to embrace persecution and hardship. And it might even mean death. So this would be a good time for us to have an altar call for everybody to come to meet Jesus right now, wouldn't it? Who wants that? I told you there's a cost to following Jesus. It's not for the faint of heart. I, I love how this verse reads in, in the New Living Translation in Matthew 16, 24. Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways. Uh-oh. Now we can understand some of that maybe a little bit better, right? Come on, any selfish people in the house today, let me see you raise your hand and the rest of you just to, yeah. All right, that's, that's okay. Like, that's all right. Yeah, when it comes to denying self and, 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 and getting rid of our selfish ways, we, we, we can, t- I, I, I'm just going to speak for myself. I can't speak for you. But I just know for me that I like things, my Frank Sinatra, my way, right? I like things my way. I, I, I like to go, I, I, you know, uh, um, just, we're, but aren't most of us like that? you know we have our plans dreams aspirations we 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 know how we want things said and 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 we can tend to be selfish and um uh, I just can't help but think that when it comes to following Jesus and the imagery that he's trying to get his listeners in 1624, but his listeners in 2021 to understand and say, listen, if you're truly going to follow me, we're going to have to sacrifice self in order to truly follow me. You know what? One of the things I think gets in the way of us truly following Jesus is this thing called pride, our egos, our view of ourself. And I'm not saying that you should have a negative view of yourself, Right. But, 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 but pride can get in the way. And I'm, I don't know if I really want to. So, some people don't want to become a little undignified in their pursuit of the Lord. We're afraid of maybe what people might say or think of us. Or, hey, listen, I've got my, my life mapped out and, and no one's going to tell me what to do, right? We're taught those types of things. And that's some of the babble in our culture today. And pride can keep us from truly following after Jesus. Some of y'all like, man, if I just follow Jesus, man, that's like signing my life away. You ever heard that statement? Some of you probably have felt that over the course of your lifetime. You signed a contract or an agreement for a house or a car or a boat or marriage. I don't know, you know, and you feel like you've signed your life away. And that phrase means that I'm giving up my rights, And I'm agreeing to something else and I'm laying aside, I'm sacrificing. And so many of us, we stop in our pursuit and followership of Jesus, discipleship of Jesus, because of this very thing. We don't want to give up self. We, we, We don't want anybody to dictate or tell us what we do. That is the antithesis. That is the exact opposite of what Jesus came and modeled. In fact, you don't have this, but just trust me. In, in Philippians chapter two, verses four through eight, Paul writes these words. He said, listen, we need to be more like Jesus. Come on, that's not a bad word, is it? Come on, anybody else need to be more like Jesus to, come on right now? What was he like? Listen to this. Paul would say, listen, hey, hey, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead he gave up his divine privileges and he took the humble position of a slave and and he was born as a human being. And when he appeared in in human form he he humbled himself in obedience to God and he died a criminal's death on a cross. You see the opposite of pride is this idea of humility. It's laying aside my wants, my desires, my dreams in order to embrace these things. Well, in Jesus is the um, lifestyle was, was what his father in heaven desired for him. In me, in my lifestyle, it's thinking of myself less often and more importantly, how can I serve and bless someone else? You see, this thing of pride can hinder our fellowship or discipleship with Jesus. Pride tends to limit that, but humility elevates discipleship because it's the very example. It's the very demonstration. It's the very lifestyle that Jesus demonstrated for us. And he says, if we will embrace that, well, I'll get to that in just a few moments. (laughs) Pride can limit, but I believe humility can elevate our following of Christ. That same verse in the message translation, I love it. It says, then Jesus went to work on his disciples. Ooh, he went to work, 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 went to work on them, right? He went to work on his disciples. Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. Ooh, how's this next phrase sit with some of us? You're not in the driver's seat. I am. We don't like that, do we? We don't like people driving tell us what to do. I was on the way home yesterday from Dallas using Waze, right? Because man, isn't it? man? You know, going through Austin it tests our faith, does it not? Come on, somebody, you know that. And I know that we got some Longhorns in there. I get it, but that traffic, oh, awful. I know they're good places to eat, but it's am- anyway. Whew, forgive me, Father. Focus. I'm driving in Waze and I stop for a few minutes, and now my screen pops up, "Would you like to carpool?" And then it's got two blocks there that you choose, do you like to drive or do you like to ride? Now come on somebody, what does most normal people say? (laughs) I want to drive, right? I just want to ride. No, you want to drive. Is that not our mentality as people? We we, want to be in the driver's seat. We want to be the one controlling our destiny, right? Hey, listen, if there's a problem, we're going to be the ones to try to fix it. And we're going to solve it all. That's what we're taught. And that's how most of us operate. And I'm just telling you, that can be adverse in your following of Jesus. Here's the question for you today. Are you willing to relinquish control of your life in order to follow Jesus? Jesus. Are you willing to, to give it up? Are you willing to, to let go of the wheel if you're a Tesla driver? That's easy these days. But are you willing to give that up and let him be in charge and drive, control? I want to tell you something. Faith is hard sometimes, is it not? It's hard to live like that to where you're not the one in control and trying to make it. It is hard to let someone else be in in charge, El Jefe of a situation. It's difficult, and so many of us—that's where we will stop. We love Jesus as Savior. We love Jesus as Lord. We love that Jesus is for me, not against me. We love it. We love. Oh man, we love Savior means that I've got an eternity with Him in heaven one day. But when it comes to making Him Lord of our lives, well, Lord means that He's boss, and He guides, and He directs. That's why there'll be houses of worship filled with people today that have said yes to Jesus as Savior. But when it comes to making him Lord of their lives, that's where they they pump the brakes. We don't like that. We don't like that. Well, let me just tell you something about signing away your life. I think these disciples that dropped nets and left families and left businesses and hometowns, I think they understood that it would be difficult, but it was worth it. And I'm just going to even tell you for Jesus, those three years of ministry here on earth were even difficult for him. His very own people rejected him. They never accepted him. He wasn't always popular in places that he went to. There were people that began to devise schemes and plans. They tried to take, or they did take his very life. He knew, he was human, it says there in Philippians 2. He was born as a human. Listen, Jesus understands the wrestling, the struggle that we go through in life. Although he was fully God, he was man also. But yet we find, as Paul would declare, but he continued to remain obedient to the things of his father. You need not be afraid to relinquish control and follow Jesus. In fact, the very next verse in in Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, well, there's a verse 25. Aren't you thankful for that? There's a verse 25, and can I tell you what it says? If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And can I remind you that Jesus says in John chapter 10, verse 10, that he came to give us life. And he came to give us life that is abundant and full, life that is over the top, life that is to the max, a better life than you can ever dream of or imagine. See, so many of us have gotten the, this, we've, we've bought into the lie of the devil is that Jesus is a killjoy. And if I say yes to him, my life of fun is over it's not how I read the Bible and I know there's some people in this room that would agree with me that saying yes to Jesus actually gives you a better life than you could ever manufacture on your own am I talking to anybody right now come on somebody where are you at Saints it is you need not be afraid of that I was with a buddy of mine yesterday at a, at a baseball reunion his name is Kenny Powers and Kenny Powers was was man he always kept everything light when it came to playing the game of baseball. And, and, and Kenny, we used to bust out in a, there used to be a recording artist in the 80s by the name of Rick Astley. Come on, somebody, Rick Astley. I know we got some Huey Lewis fans in the house, but, but Rick Astley, and he used to sing a song called Never Gonna Give You Up. And I'm telling you, here's, and I'm gonna use this phrase because Rick Astley might not have been a theologian, but he was preaching when he wrote these words. Here's how Jesus, in the relationship, And this life that he has for us and for you, I'm never going to give you up. I'm never going to let you down. I'm never going to turn around and desert you. Never going to make you cry. Never going to say goodbye. Never going to tell a lie and hurt you. Come on, Jillian. Come on, somebody. Gen Z, knowing some Rick Astley on the front row right here. Amen, it gives me great hope. But here's what you need to understand something. Do not be afraid to say yes to Jesus. Do not be afraid to deny yourself and take up your cross and follow Jesus. Hey, you want a life today? You're gonna have to lose yours and embrace the one that he has for you. He's come to give you life abundant and full. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me today? I'm gonna ask our prayer ministry team to come down front and stand. And I'm gonna ask everyone else in this room and watching, would you just bow your heads and close your eyes because I'm gonna talk to you. Because I believe that there's someone watching or listening here today that needs to say yes to Jesus for the very first time. And can I tell you, listen, you've you've let the enemy chirp in your ear for far too long and give you reason after reason why you should not say yes to Jesus. Hey, today, can you run to the front and say, hey, I want Jesus to come into my life. I'm tired of trying to figure it out on my own. I'm tired of trying to find hope and peace. I'm tired of trying to, to face, listen, I just need Jesus, if you will give up your life, here's what Jesus, he wants to come in and become the center of your life. He wants to fill you. And actually when you die to yourself and let Jesus come in and save you, that's when you begin to live life as you were intended to live it. So today I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna dismiss us in a few moments. But there's someone here today or there's someone watching online and you can just chat right now to to one of our pastors that are that are watching the feeds on our social media platforms today just let them know that you need Jesus and we want to follow up with that and help you understand what those next steps are but if you're in the room I want you to come today and say I need Jesus to come in my life or maybe you're here today and say you know what? I'm facing something difficult struggle our prayer team members are down here today and and they would be honored it would be a thrill for them come on Darren Dollarhide would it not make your day to pray with somebody that's struggling today maybe there's some sort of physical ailment it's not a spiritual ailment but there's something physically you're dealing with listen we are not faith healers but we know the faith we know the healer and by faith we're gonna pray in his name and his authority and he's gonna step in and he can do anything Maybe you've got something big you're facing this week. So, you know what? And I could just use, hey, Greg, I could just use somebody just to pray for me this week because on, on Wednesday at 2 o'clock, I've got a meeting with so, and I could just use some covering. And I'm telling you, my man Greg Milan, he's going to pray it down. So, Lord, I pray that right now, however, your spirit is working in people's lives, that they would obey the spirit promptly. God, that we would understand that there is a cost to following Jesus, absolutely, but it is worth it. The signing off, the signing away of our lives is worth it as we embrace the life that Jesus offers. And I pray today, God, that everyone listening would receive that. God, that we would set our mind on you. God, that we would pursue you. The life of holiness would be our goal and our desire, Father. Representing you honoring you. All for your glory. In Jesus' name, everybody in this house said, thank you. You're dismissed.